God has told Habakkuk what he intends for Babylon and those like Babylon, and Habakkuk responds today in prayer with a renewed sense of the power and the sovereignty of the one he speaks with. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor him and to talk to him about the things going on in our life and in our world. So join me today as we dive into episode 144 and we pray through Habakkuk chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship. And as I mentioned in the opening statement, we're praying about God's sovereignty today. And so we're going to include that in our worship. That's the focus of our worship today. The first verse is Jeremiah 32, 17. And it says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Psalm 121.2 says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And last Colossians 1.16, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Him in that case was Jesus in Colossians, but let's pray. Father, I ask you to help me take a deep breath and settle my heart. Too many things going on in my head and my heart this morning, and I'm struggling with focus. So I ask you to help me do that this morning. Help me do that in this time that we give to you. I acknowledge this morning that you are maker of heaven and earth. And that means everything I know. It means me. It means everything I imagine you have made all of this thing, my imagination, my creativity, my physical body, my environment, my world, all of the science rules that, that govern our universe, you've made it all, maker of heaven and earth. And I honor you and I worship you for that today, that you are our creator and therefore you are sovereign. You are over it all. You stretched out your great power in your arm and nothing is too hard for you, Jeremiah says. Nothing is too hard for you. You are where our help comes from. All things have been created by you. We worship you for that this morning, that you are our creator and you are sovereign. You are where our help comes from. As we move through this time today, I ask that you would teach us whatever you have for us and that this time would be pleasing to you. We offer it to you this morning. Amen. Habakkuk chapter 3. Today we have Habakkuk's response to the declarations that God made in the woes that we've been reading in chapter 2. So that's kind of a complicated sentence. Basically, it means God told us all the things that he's condemning Babylon for and saying, this is what's going to happen. And now we have Habakkuk's response. The passage begins with a title sequence that's not unlike Psalms. It's a prayer of Habakkuk, and the word he used for prayer can either be specifically a prayer of supplication or prayer in general, including corporate prayer. Now, my personal feeling is that he means this is a corporate prayer. It's set up very much like a psalm and uses words that are only found in the psalm, which we'll get to in a second. And there's really only three small sentences, phrases of things that he's asking for. The rest of this passage is strictly about who God is. So that's the opening. It says a prayer of Habakkuk. Then it says, according to Shijanoth, that could mean an instruction in musical style, usually thought to mean wild or passionate with changing rhythms, 
or it could mean the literary genre, it, uh, what type of psalm it is, that it is a type of psalm. It occurs in only one place, in other place in the Old Testament, and that leans towards this idea that this is a psalm, this is a, a corporate prayer or song. You'll also hear the word silah throughout several times, which is used often in the Psalms. As a matter of fact, these are the only two books where you will see that word in all of Scripture, in the Psalms, where it's used frequently, and here in the third chapter of Habakkuk. And there's uncertainty about what that word means. There are several different options for what the root word is and where it comes from and how to interpret that. But for the context of these passages, without going deeply into those optional meanings, let me just say that there's one way to combine all of the possible meanings in something that makes sense in the usage here and is helpful for us. And that's the way the Amplified Bible translates it. Wherever Selah appears in the Amplified Bible, they instead include the phrase, pause and calmly think about that. As for the rest of the passage, it's full of images of God as powerful and divine, and has several references to divine judgment. Pestilence and plagues were often pictures of divine judgment in the Old Testament, as well as we get the image of mountains quaking. Mountains were the foundation, and these are quaking, so that indicates judgment. One author said that Corey Tenboom's well-known quote is a great subtitle for this whole chapter, and it says, if you look at the world, you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at God, you will be at rest. And I think it indicates sort of the themes of Habakkuk and gets us to this morning's passage. So this is Habakkuk 3, 1 through 6. I'm going to read through the whole thing and then we'll pray. A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk, according to she, <laughs> my tongue's getting twisted, according to Shejanoth, Lord, I have heard the report about you. Lord, I stand in awe of your deeds. Revive your work in these years. Make it known in these years. In your wrath, remember mercy. God comes from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Silah. His splendor covers the heavens, and the earth is full of His praise. His brilliance is like light. Rays are flashing from His hand. This is where His power is hidden. Plague goes before Him, and pestilence follows in His steps. He stands and shakes the earth. He looks and startles the nations. The age-old mountains break apart. The ancient hills sink down. His pathways are ancient. We'll get further into this prayer for next week, but this is the opening of this prayer. So let's just, let's just go to God in prayer through these words. Father Habakkuk opens with your covenant name, with Jehovah. Jehovah, I have heard about you. I stand in awe of your deeds. Father, we also have heard about you. We've heard about you in Habakkuk. We've heard about you in, in other scriptures. And we stand in awe of what you do for us, through us, and in this earth through others. We stand in awe of your creation. We stand in awe of how your love saves us. We stand in awe of the way that you can work all things for good in the long run. And we ask you, like Habakkuk asked you, these three things. Revive your work, make it known, and remember mercy. Revive your work in these days. We were talking at dinner about the state of the United States and the state of the church. And I pray that you would revive your work in your people, that you would start with us. 
It's ridiculous to look at the culture and blame them when it starts with us. Our reputation, your work here on earth starts with us. And so I pray that you would revive that in us, that you would make it known, that you would make known your love and your power in our day. But in your wrath at our sinfulness, at your church's sinfulness, at the ungodly nature of those who don't know you, that you would remember mercy. Revive your work, make it known, and remember mercy. Habakkuk finishes today's passage with this description of you that is powerful. It's inviting us to step into the fear of the Lord, and I pray that you would turn our hearts towards that, that we would remember that your splendor covers the heavens and that you would let the earth be full of your praise. The created world speaks your praise. Let your people also speak your praise. Your brilliance is like light. Let it shine before the whole world. Rays are flashing from your hand where your power comes from, and judgment goes before you and follows you. Father, we deserve judgment. That's why grace is what it is. It's undeserved. We deserve your judgment. And so many like Babylon in our world today also deserve your judgment. And I pray that as you stand in your power and people are surprised, nations are surprised that you would show it, I pray that we would be drawn to you in relationship. I think that there is probably both past and future um, fulfillment of these words, of these actions, the your plague going before you, pestilence coming behind, standing and shaking the foundations of the earth and hills sinking down and startling the nations with your display of power. Father, when that happens, I pray that many would come back to you. Pray that judgment would fall on the wicked, but that those who you have chosen as your people would turn to you in repentance. And I, I pray that as we sit in this world at this time, that we would also come to be repentant, that our hearts would be softened with repentance. There's so much going on in our culture, and this whole podcast and whole broadcast started with the idea of praying for the needs of the world. And my heart has been heavy this week with so many, with what we see in Afghanistan, with what we see in Haiti, with what we see in our own communities being torn apart and infected, not only by the virus, but by the controversy that surrounds each of our responses to the virus. And I I pray that as we walk through all of these things as a nation, as people groups, as individuals, that we would do so with repentant hearts aimed at not being right, not winning, but with spreading your love and care. Whether we are physically helping other people, which we can all do, or whether we are spreading it with what we say how we react online, or whether we are spreading it with how we um, respond to global crisis, whether we res- how we respond to our own government, how we respond to international need for aid. I pray that as a people, as individuals, that you would call us to have repentant hearts that would do what you tell us in Micah 6, 8, walk justly, love mercy, that these would be the call-outs the markings of our life as we humbly walk with our God. In Jesus' name, amen. That's it for the prayer portion of the broadcast. Thank you for joining me. I so appreciate you being here, whether it's live or in replay. 
and we will be back again on Monday. So I hope that you will join us again at uh, 10 o'clock Central Time. If you're a podcast listener, sharing this show with a friend will help more people get to pray with us and, and dig in deeply to what scripture tells us, to, how, to, how scripture tells us to respond, how it should change our hearts and how we can be using it in relationship with our God. And I pray that most of all, we would fall deeply, deeply in love with the God who gave us the words that we're speaking. Amen. Amen.